This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you, wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. Let's pray. Lord God, as we gather for worship today, our world's pretty messed up. Sometimes we're pretty messed up. You've called us to be salt and light in the world. Lord God, may we season the world. May we change the way the world looks by the love and and attitude that you place inside of us. Help us make a difference that can really only happen through you. And so as a difference is made by the way we live our lives, may you get all the glory. Pray this in the powerful and saving name of Jesus. Amen. Likely you've noticed the disrespect for humanity and human life that is prevalent today. The low-hanging fruit on this right now are the political attack ads that are going on. But that's not all of it, right? Not even close. There's bullying at school. There's bullying at home. Bullying in the workplace and online. There's road rage. There's racism. There's swearing. There's gossip. There's threats. They're the rolls of the eyes in meetings. For all the talk of toleration, there really isn't much. We live in a time where pretty much a constant theme, and it's a good theme, is that that all people should be respected. All people should be respected, but that seems to fall apart when people are different than us. Do you have that issue? Do you have uh, an issue respecting people who are different than you are? Maybe they have a political point of view that's different than yours. Do you respect them? Maybe they have a, a different sexual orientation. Maybe they worship a different God. Maybe they have a different hobby. Maybe they go to a a different school. Maybe they like a a different team than you do. Maybe it's their age. I'm pretty sure I I know why we struggle with disrespect and, and maybe disregarding people. Let me give you a, a little, little example of that. On the screen is a, a picture of Zoe. She's pretty special, right? She has enough energy that if we were to lose electricity today across our county, she'd be able to take care of that. Mm-hmm. She's a doll, 
I'd do anything for her. And Jackie would do even more than that. She's a gift from God. Did you catch it? Did you see why I think I know why it's easy enough for us to disrespect or disregard other people? I'll bring it up again. I said that Zoe, and her name means life. Zoe is a gift from God. We're not always walking through life looking at other people going, oh, that person's a gift from God, are we? Somebody cuts us off on the road and our first thought is, oh my goodness, what an amazing gift from God that person is. just there, right? Today, as Pastor Ben mentioned, we're going to begin a new series called Origin. We're going to be going to the book of Genesis and looking at those first chapters in the book of Genesis. And today we're going to be looking at the beginning of humanity, of human life. And this is the question that we're going to seek to answer. How do we know all people, all people are worthy of love and respect. Let's jump in. Genesis chapter one, verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our own image in our likeness. And maybe you'll remember at that point in time is when God bent down and grabbed some sand and formed man from the, the dust of the ground. Oh, there's a, a little story out there of humanistic scientists, naturalists, that they've determined that they really don't need God. And so in their meeting, they said, one of us should really go to God and tell him we don't need him any longer. So they chose one from their group, and this scientist went up to God and, and said, God, we, we really don't need you. Uh, we've got it figured out. We know how to clone human beings. We know how to manipulate atoms and build molecules. We can travel through space. We're good to go. We don't need you. You can, can go away. And God listened patiently because that's who God is. And God said to the scientists, well, very well, if that's the way you want it, you can have it that way, but, but why don't we just check and make sure that you're good to go before I leave? The scientist says, that's fine, I'm, I'm good. What, whatever you want, however you want to do, that's fine. And so God said, well, let's make a human being like in the old days, like how I made Adam. The scientist says, that sounds great. It's a piece of cake, let's do it. And so God and the scientists, they, they went to a beach. The water's out there, they're standing on the sand, they're side by side. God says, okay, whenever you say go, we'll go and we'll start to make a human being. The scientist said, okay. And he looked at God and he looked down at the sand, looked at God again, down at the sand and yelled out quickly, go. And they both reached down and grabbed some sand. At which point in time, God looked over at the scientist and said, uh-uh, you gotta use your own sand. You didn't make that. Okay. The point is, right, God made everything, including you and every human being. Psalm 139 says, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. 
I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. I know in a lot of our homes, you probably have some Legos, right? And so what I encourage you to do, give you something to do when you get home, is grab up those Legos, 206 of them, 206, and make something beautiful out of them. And I imagine that there are some of you that that can't wait to get home, or if you give this assignment to your kids, they're going to love it. And then there's others of you like me who are going, man, this sounds like a nightmare uh, from Ikea trying to put these things together. But 206, 206 pieces. Maybe you'll recall that the human body is made up of 206 bones. Make something beautiful. 206. But that's not all right. Inside of our bodies, things that our our eyes just can't see without some help, things like amino acid, the building blocks of proteins. Proteins give us our strength. There's the protein laminin that that holds our bodies together. We'd just be a lump. There are 120 million rods and 6 million cones in our eyes. Try putting that together. 120 million rods and 6 million cones that will allow us to see at the bare minimum 100,000 different colors. Praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. The fastest muscle in our body is our eye. We blink somewhere between 100 and 150 milliseconds. That's all it takes. That's why we have that saying when something happens so quickly. It happened in the blink of an eye. While we're worshiping today, our heart's going to beat about 4,000 times. About 2 billion times over the course of our life. And over the course of our life, we'll breathe about 600 million times. Most of it, we won't even be aware of. We have about 100,000 miles of veins and capillaries and and things like that that carry our blood. 100,000 miles inside of this. Praise you because I'm... I'm fearfully and wonderfully made all people. We're told that our body produces 25 million cells every second. How about you? That blows my mind. 25 million cells right now and right now right now. How do we know that all people are worthy of love and respect? Because God made the human body amazing. Amazing. There's more. 
Genesis 2-7 says, The Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. In addition to all the amazing things about our body, there's another part that goes even deeper. That's deep inside of us. God breathed life into us. When God breathed life into us, he made us spiritual beings. When he breathed life into us, he gave us a soul. And our soul is eternal. What is a soul? Use the word every now and then, right? We've got a tough decision to make. We, we say we've got to do some soul searching, figure out what to do. If you're single and you're looking for a life partner, you might say that, you know, you're looking for a soul mate. Spoiler alert, you're really not going to find that kind of teaching in scripture though. You will actually have to work at your marriage and it won't just happen. Back in the day, we would say that we would go out to eat and we'd go eat some soul food. And for those of you who are into spin classes, you know there's a a class called Soul Cycle. But that really doesn't tell us what a soul is. God breathed into us the breath of life. Kind of think of a, a balloon expanding and coming to life. But our, our soul isn't oxygen. It's not CPR that gets our, our lungs and our, and our heart going. Our soul is where the creator touches his creation. An intimate connection. Spiritual life. It's our soul that God speaks to when he speaks to us through his word. It's our soul that responds to God in our emotions of joy and praise and and tears and lament. Our soul is what links us to God. And the value of the soul? Check out what Jesus says. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? Jesus is telling us that a single soul, your soul, is more valuable than the whole world. Every single person's individual soul is more valuable than the whole world. How do we know all people are worthy of love and respect? Because God made us with an eternal soul. The value is beyond comprehension. Jesus values each and every life. Your life, my life, No matter the past, the present, or the future, values 
every life. We can go into the scriptures and we see this played out in Jesus' life. There was a man who who was demon-possessed. He lived in the graveyard. He lived in the tombs and, and people stayed away from him. He was an outcast. The people were probably rightfully so afraid of this guy. Jesus walked into his life and healed him from his demon possession because that life had value. See, the woman at the the well, at the very least, this woman at the well, she was leading a life, she had a life that was so, so much different than what she dreamed of as a little girl. The, The little girl fairy tale that she had about her life, that wasn't it. The scripture tells us that, that Jesus went out of his way to go and meet up with her and give her living water. Jesus has that thing about where he meets us, where we're at, even when people, we are at our worst. Think of that disciple named Thomas. What do we call him? Doubting Thomas. And Jesus went to him. Moses, this, this guy that a lot of us know, he's the guy that, that came down from the mountain with the Ten Commandments. He's the one who led the people of Israel through the wilderness. He's the, one, he's the leadership guru. That guy was also a murderer. And Jesus valued him. There was a woman who was sick for longer than a decade and, and Jesus went to her. And healed her. And again, the thing is, it's the exact same thing today. Jesus values all life. That little, little, little body that's being formed in the mom's womb. Jesus values that body. Jesus values that, that little one that was aborted. Jesus values all life. The, the chronically ill, the critically ill the young, the old, the world-class athlete, those confined to their bed. Jesus values all life. Scripture tells us again, as we went back to to Genesis chapter one, that our first parents, we were created in the image of God. As to say that their, their attributes were in harmony with God. Their emotions were drawn to God. It was like a magnet. Their will was for obedience to God. Their reason could hear the word of God and chart a plan that connected them up. The key part of of being made in the image of God is that our, our first parents, they had this holiness and righteousness. They were so like God. There was no fault or or failure inside of them that would lead them to sin. There was no fault or failure inside of them that would doom them to death. Could there be a better way for God to show the value of a human life than to make that human life in his own likeness? How do we know that all people 
are worthy of love and respect. We are made in the image of God. In Ephesians chapter two, it says we are God's handiwork. The word handiwork there is the Greek word for our word poem, poema. You're God's poem. His handiwork, his artwork, his masterpiece. And you know, we can tell the value of art by the artist, right? If I had a painting that I painted, there would be a difference of value there compared to Rembrandt's painting. You're God's masterpiece. You're his artwork. All, all people are God's artwork and his masterpiece. Jackie loves to sew. She's sewing all the time for nieces and nephews and and now, of course, for Zoe. And when our kids were little and she'd be sewing them things, maybe a shirt or a pair of shorts or something like that, she'd always put a tag in the back. And that tag would say, made with love by mom. You're made with love by God. God made you and all people with an amazing body. God made you and all people with a soul that's value is worth more than the whole world. God made you in his own image and all people. And if that, if those things aren't enough to see that you and all people are worthy of love and respect, then go to the cross and see Jesus give up his body and soul for you. On the cross, Jesus said, I love you this much. Isaiah 49, 16 says, See, I have engraved you on the palm of my hands. You're made with love by God. You're redeemed with love by God. So here's my encouragement. When you wake up in the morning, take a look in the mirror and remember how you were made with an amazing body, an eternally valuable soul in the image of God. And then as you go throughout the day and you see other people, remember how they were made and who they were made by. And then may the love that God has for you motivate you to love and respect all people. Let's pray. Lord God, speak into our hearts.
your word of truth. Help us to see in amazement and wonder how you've made us and how you died for us. Help us to look around in amazement, see how you've made all people and how you died for all people. And fill us with your spirit in such a way that that we can't help but love and respect everyone. Pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast, brought to you by Victory of the Lamb in Franklin, Wisconsin. For video sermon archives, more information about us, and to let us know how we can meet you where you're at, go to victoryofthelamb.com.